to another episode. This is going to be a bit of a different format we're taking. So over um, the next 33 episodes, I'm going to be talking about my Camino journey because it was a year ago that I turned 50 and it was really time to go on a particular journey that I wanted to take for a number of years. Um, this was called the Camino, and it's an 860-kilometer walk across Spain. And I really was drawn to this and uh, wanted to go and do this, and I went by myself, which to some people um, have responded to that going, oh, my God, I would never be that game to do it. I'm actually glad I did do it by myself uh, because I feel like it, it's your journey, and it is a massive journey but one that I would absolutely do again in a heartbeat. Obviously, we can't travel too much at the moment, especially overseas. So um, sit back, listen in. I hope you enjoy each day. And, you know, they won't be long podcasts, but they will take you through an extensive part of my journey, including, you know, some of the hard times, the fun times, um, and what I actually did in my thought patterns to this. So when I flew out, I flew from Sydney. So on the 29th of May, that's when I started this journey and I jumped on a bus to Sydney and then flew from Sydney to um, Abu Dhabi and then from Abu Dhabi on to Paris. And so um, long, long flight, two flights and... Um, I guess there was my first lesson. I've never been on such a really long flight. So um, what I would have prepared a bit more is just to be able to freshen up a bit more. Um, but I was so grateful because I sat between these two guys who gave me some really good tips because they'd traveled a lot. And they said, you stay awake in the first leg. Um, you, you have dinner, you watch some movies, you do whatever. And then you sleep in the second leg and that will actually um, help with jet lag. So I went, you're experienced, I'm going to take that bit of advice. So then we got to Abu Dhabi and we flew out of there. It was only a couple of hours, so that was time to freshen up a little bit and then get ready for the next flight. And I was lucky enough in the next flight that I actually got three seats to myself. So I actually laid down and slept. So that was awesome. And then I got into Paris and I could check in. It was only a couple of hours and I could check into my hotel room. And then I got some really good sleep and, and got myself prepared. And then the next day I got up and I went to the Eiffel Tower, not to do a tour. I was just on the outside, um, FaceTimed my beautiful mum and dad, and they were able to see the Eiffel Tower as well. So that was a really good experience. And um, from there, I had to navigate my way to the train station. And as a navigationally challenged girl, um, I, I was really concerned about my ability to navigate this. But I, what I did was I just went, okay, one step at a time. Where do I go now? And I had used Google Translator a lot already and knew that it was going to be a tool that would help me. And so um, once I started on my journey, I watched the train and I think I caught one train that was wrong, but I was able to get back on track pretty quickly. 
And then um, once we got um, on the right train, uh, I think I was on the train for about eight to ten hours um, heading down um, through um, Bordeaux, um, Bayonne, not sure if they're in the right order, but anyone who's looking at a map will, will decide. And um, then I realised later in the day it was, you know, I think it was about 10 o'clock at night when I got into Saint-Jean and when I got into um, that beautiful village, uh, the people I was staying with that night came and collected me from the train station. And so what you do is when you get into Saint-Jean, you actually go and pick up what's called your credentials. And they are your shell that you put on your backpack and also your um, passport, your credentials that you get stamped along the way. And so you have um, to sign in and show your passport and then you're um, basically registered and good to go. And so uh, you'll notice too that I'll say each place that I stay at, you actually show your passport so people know where you are. Now, in respect to my trip, I actually set up a private Facebook group so that every my family specifically and some friends knew where I was all the time. And so I would post, um, you know, what was happening and and I think um, I, I will read out my first post. So um, I got the train to Bordeaux to Saint-Jean, the Saint-Jean I needed, so we booked another train from Bordeaux to Bayonne and on to Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port, um, only to discover a three-hour wait and arrive in Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port at 10.08pm. So that was um, a massive, massive day. And what I would do differently next time is actually have a day in Saint-Jean because that would give you time to kind of recover. So getting in at 10.08 p.m., I was up at um, 6 in the morning to get ready to um, trek out. So, and, you know, that was, um, it was just stunning. When I got up in the morning, there was no one around Um you know, Paris and France and and um, especially down in Spain is a very sleepy place in the mornings because um, they don't start their day until about, you know, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, so then as we've gone down, I've started walking and following my map and I did laugh at myself many times because um, being navigationally challenged uh, I had a map, and the map that I used was the actual Camino de Santiago, um, John Brearley map, and I found it really, really easy to follow and really informative, and then I could travel uh, at a pace. Something I remembered from doing Kokoda was um, it's the journey, not the destination, and so I really focused on enjoying the journey along the way which is called The Way, uh, the movie is called The Way, so that's quite incredible. Uh, so as I've um, started walking out and you find the shells on the walls and, and the shells on the ground, which is the, um, you know, the, the Camino shell, uh, you know you're going in the right direction. 
And I've actually put a video up on YouTube, which is My Camino 2019 on my YouTube channel. And I have put that up there and it gives you a bit of a, a bit of insight. Um, there's no commentary on there. There's just some music added to the videos and the photos, but it gives you a bit of an idea of the beauty of the place. Like it's just breathtaking. Every day was breathtaking. You know, as you walked, you were in awe of what you were seeing and um, the beauty of the scenery, but also the buildings and, and you knew how old they were. So as I've walked, um, you are going um, up a lot of hills on the first day. So the first day, I think, was regarded as the walk of fire. And so you're going from Saint-Jean to uh, Roncesvalles. And as you're walking, so they said it's actually about, uh, in the book it says 25.1 kilometres. And um, as you're walking... The funny thing about the Camino is you might do it alone, but you are never alone. And it's a really interesting concept because there are always people walking and there's such a respect on the walk where people will be walking and they'll say, do you mind if I walk with you? And of course, you can say yes or no. You can say if you want to walk with someone or if you don't want to walk with someone. Um I was um, at my own pace, so I stopped and rested whenever I needed to. You really had to listen to your body and rest when your body said to rest. Uh, you can get caught up in getting to the destination, but um, that can be quite exhausting. So it was really about taking some pictures to have um, memories of, of um, where we're going and what we're doing and, of course, the first part of the walk is um, the uh, Pyrenees. And the Pyrenees is just um, breathtaking, like it's just the scenery as you go up. And you see what's um, called like arrows and, and these little areas that people have put a stone and, and they write on them. And, and there was one particular stone that I took a photo of, which was, as you start to walk out on the way, the way appears, and that was by Rumi, and so that was quite beautiful. I had some videos, and, and I loved seeing the um, horses and the cows, and, and of course, it was um, the season for the foals and the calves, and they don't have them in fences, so you can be walking along the road, and they're crossing the road in front of you, and they have these big bells on. And you can hear these bells in the distance and they're all just kind of walking around. So we got to see just beautiful new foals that were just running around with each other. Um, and I remember walking and, you know, there was points where I sat down and, you know, you had a drink and, and what, what have you. And there's lots of places to get coffee along the way. This was the first day. So I was happy just to keep walking. And then you get to a particular area where you stop and have uh, lunch. You can stop and have, you know, a really good break. And this was at Orison. And they'd actually built uh, an area out. <laughs> you just overlook the Pyrenees. The, the, the beauty there was incredible. You could sit there all day. And, of course, some did because there was a few people and there wasn't much accommodation there, but there was a few people who stopped at Orison and stayed the night. 
And then when we, uh, so I kept walking out at about 2 p.m. And um, as you're walking, you are just going up an incline um, and it just continues, continues, continues. And I remember at one point I was laying down, I think I was laying on rocks. I really didn't care where I was laying because I was quite exhausted. And I had done lots of training and my boots were prepared. My feet were ready. Um, I carried the weight in my pack. But I really don't think anything prepares you for the real thing. So um, as you keep walking, um, when you get to the top of, I guess, the highest point, which is 1,450 metres, and so I remember saying to myself, please, 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 no more ups. <laughs> I just can't do any more ups. And as I was going up, I remember this lady, she said, um, are you okay? Do you need, um, I've got some um, lollies if you need some sugar or if you need anything, just ask. And Because you would walk and you would come across the same people. They would rest, you would rest. And um, at that point, I think I was nearly out of water and next minute a water fountain appeared and, and I was able to fill up and as long as you had water, you, you were all good. So as we're going um, down, we start walking down. I'm like, oh, this is great. But what you don't realize is when you've walked up so much and then you start going down, the toes, your toes are hitting the end of the boots and, and off you go down and down and down and down. And I want you to keep in mind that this was my, this was the 1st of June. So this was my 50th birthday and I was laughing because I was going, happy birthday to me. And um, I remember walking into Roncesvalles and part of my journey was about trust. I really wanted to trust that I would be taken care of, that I would find a bed to sleep in. Um, of course, when I got to Paris, I had a hotel room booked because um, that's what you do. Um, as I got to uh, Saint-Jean for the first night, I had found um, a room, which I'm glad I pre-booked that. But it wasn't my intention to book anything along the way because I didn't want to be committed to being somewhere, whether I could make it that far or whether I wanted to make it further. I didn't want that commitment. And so when I got into um, Roncesvalles, I went to the first place where there was accommodation and there was doing a lot. I noticed that they were doing a lot of um, uh, renovations around the streets and so forth and to some of the buildings. Anyway, so the first place I went to, there was no beds. And the second place I went to, there was no beds. And the third place I went to, there was no beds. And at this point, I literally could not walk anymore. Um, and just to give you an idea... Uh, because I had my Fitbit on, I had done 50,700 steps and it was 32.25 kilometres. So I'm not sure what happened. I didn't get lost. I was walking in the same direction as other people, but the book says 25.1 kilometres. So not sure what happened there. Um, but uh, and for those of you who want to know, you, I burnt 6,442 calories that day. So <laughs> um, it was quite um, a massive day. Anyway, then I walked into this church where they always have um, beds and I walked in there and two ladies met me. And keeping in mind, this was um, 
very, very late at night. Uh, considering I started walking at 6.30 in the morning. This was um, 7.33 p.m. I think I got in there at about 8 p.m. And I asked if there was a bed and I was literally exhausted and they said there was no beds and I just broke down and cried. And that was my, you know, really first where I questioned, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? Where am I going to sleep? I mean, I had a sleeping bag, but um, you don't sleep outside, uh, especially on your own. And um, I just sat down and I remember the ladies going, it's okay, it's okay, we we have emergency beds and this is an emergency. <laughs> and I was so grateful to them. And I remember just blurting out and, and I was crying and I was like, and it's my birthday. <laughs> And they went, oh, look, you you stay here, you'll be fine. And I, at that point, literally did not know how I was going to get up the next day and walk again. I honestly didn't know. I was that exhausted. Even to get myself to the shower was difficult. And so um, they took me to my bed and I had a shower and I got into bed and slept. I, I wasn't even hungry. I didn't even have dinner. I just I just needed to sleep. And so I can tell you I um, woke up the next day feeling amazing, uh, sore but amazing, and was more than happy to trek out again. And so um, I'll leave it there, but let me just say it was the most incredible birthday I have ever had in my life. And it was my 50th. I was on my own and I was in heaven. I, I just, I can't describe it any more than that other than to say it was um, the best decision I've made. So I can't wait to share uh, more days with you. So this is day one and stay tuned. If you um, are ever interested in doing the Camino, you'll really get a lot out of the next um, few podcasts. Okay, cheers. Take care.